all groups in a moment, but let's begin with prayer. Father, we thank you that we can be in your house. We thank you, Lord, for your blessings. We thank you, Lord, that your grace is sufficient to meet every one of our needs. And, Lord, you've never failed us, and we're so thankful for that. It's beyond your character, and we realize that. And so, Lord, we just praise you this evening. Pray, Lord, that you'll speak to us tonight as we look together at your word, each one of our groups, Lord, that are meeting. I pray you'll bless in all that we do and say that will honor you. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, we were talking about worship this morning, and the uh, pastor was speaking about it, and this song came to my mind. I think we've done this before. Let's do it again. Down at your feet, oh Lord, is the most high place. In your presence, Lord, I seek your face. I seek
hope and pray you're in a love relationship with Jesus. Amen? It's good to be in a love relationship with your wife, your husband, is it not? And uh, that's very important. But uh, that'll all be in vain one day if you're not in love with Jesus. Because that'll all come to a, an end at some point in time. And uh, when we get to heaven, we, we, won't, we won't know who our mate was. Um, but we'll, we may recognize them, but uh, not in that sense. But uh, I'm glad that we can fall in love with Jesus and that, that we'll know him. And one day we shall be like him when we see him face to face. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to go to Lord in prayer this evening. Let's continue to remember Sister England as she re recovers from uh, a hip surgery. I mean, yeah, uh, she had a replacement. One of her hips was replaced, and we're glad that that went successful and probably a unique situation for Dan, who participated in that surgery in his own mother. So we're glad it was successful. Let's remember uh, her. And then, of course, Marlene had her knee replaced this week, too. So we had two replacements. Um, so when these ladies come back, they'll be new ladies. Won't that be wonderful? Uh, so let's pray for them. I, I think the next phase is the most difficult, and that's the rehab process. So let's remember them um, as we pray this evening. Do you have any special requests tonight you'd like us to mention? Let's remember that Wanda makes decisions for her future where she'll be living at. Let's pray that God will give her direction. Any others? Oh, somebody told me today that yesterday that uh, I guess the chair of the Bible department, Hope Sound, um, I don't know his last name, uh, Aaron, was diagnosed with um, pancreatic cancer, 48 years old. So I'm sure that's uh, they're reeling from that. Hamilton, Aaron Hamilton. Let's pray for that uh, the, that family in that situation. That's that's just terrible news. I think, um, Erica. I'm sure you've been there, I'm assuming, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good to have you all with us. We share grandchildren, and uh, we get to share more than they do. And it's not our fault that they moved to North Carolina. So uh, uh, anyway, they're here in, in, in town for the next few days and trying to make their rounds with all the grandkids. And so you pray for them that uh, uh, they won't wear out. They're getting old. So pray for them. Remember them. <laughs> Any other requests? All right, let's stand together as we, as we go to the throne of grace. You know, Brother Tom's going to ask you if you would lead us in prayer this evening. Yes, Lord. Yes, we pray. 
Amen. Amen. Well, you're dismissed to go to your separate uh, classes. The, the adults will be right here in this uh, in the sanctuary. If you want to move forward, I'm sure Brother Steve will be teaching the lesson tonight. He would appreciate that. And uh, so uh, if you don't want to do that, you're fine to stay where you're at. Nobody's going to um, be mad at you, I don't think. But anyway, so but it may make it easier on him. myself all nervous now because of the fact that I did plan on being in here. I figured we'd be back there in the past room. <laughs> all right, that's okay. That's okay. I think I'll do all right. If spoke. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could have put it on a, um, a laptop and I didn't realize, but that's okay. I'll have to turn around because I can't, I definitely can't see that. It's about 12 slides. So um, there was a ton of material that uh, uh, Brent gave uh, on Eve. Do you feel so more comfortable on your seat? I, I don't it care. Matter. It doesn't matter. the mother of life today. Um, so anyway, um, also known as mother of all living, because Eve means life. That's what her name actually means. And so we're going to be looking at chapter 1, uh, basis, uh, pages 1 through 26. Is about how many pages was in chapter 1. read all of them. There were about 30 questions. I didn't. <laughs> they're not in the slides, but I picked about five of them. 
uh, so question and answering kind of a thing. Uh, and so we'll be going through a few questions and talking. I've also caught uh, or got a, a couple extra sources and things like that where I did a little bit of research on the web. Uh, so anyway, uh, going on to the next slide here, we're going to be talking about Eve mostly tonight, but one of the things there in chapter 1, I thought there was, uh, the very first paragraph was some profound words that I thought were very, very interesting. Eve uh, basically uh, ha had basically um, been a creature of unsurpassed beauty. I, I thought that was interesting that uh, at this point in time, um, you know, Eve being created in the Garden of Eden, where Adam was actually created in the wild before Garden of Eden was actually created. Um, so she was the crown of the pinnacle of God's amazing creative work. The first female of Adam's race was the last living thing to be called into existence and actually fashioned directly by the Creator's own hand in a way that showed particular care and attention to detail. Remember, Eve was created out of the dust, like Adam, but carefully designed from living flesh and bone. Adam was refined dirt. <laughs> I thought that, I, I, I like that. <laughs> so Eve was a glorious refinement of humanity itself. So she was a special gift to Adam. She was the necessary partner who finally made his existence complete. So he found no animal suitable for his partner, as the scripture says. And so that's why Eve was created. She was the necessary partner who finally made his existence complete and whose own existence finally signaled the completion of all creation because she was the last thing that was created uh, before God rested which is very profound words, I thought, in chapter 1 at the very beginning. And I like that Adam was refined dirt. <laughs> um, and then, you know, being created from his rib, we're going to find that I actually... Go ahead and move on to the next slide. Eve, the first woman according to biblical creation in Genesis 2 through 3, chapters 2 and 3, Eve is perhaps the best-known female figure in the Hebrew Bible. So she is a very well-known, even non-Christians know that Eve is in the Bible. Uh, so um, it, her prominence comes not only from her work in the Garden of Eden, and there we see that she was actually created in the Garden, not, and Adam was not, because the Garden was created after. And but also from her frequent appearance in Western art, theology, and literature. And this comes from the Jewish Women's Archive that I wound up finding on the web. Uh, some of the key passages from the, the uh, resources that was given to me by Brent, uh, we're going to be looking at chapters 2, 20 through 25, Genesis 3, 1 through 21, and Genesis 4, 1 and 25. So those are some of the key passages we're going to be looking at in the Bible today, or this evening. So moving on. So before we talk about Eve, we need to talk a little bit about Adam too. Adam's wife, his, Eve was his wife. And because she was the mother of all living, 
And that's why she got the name of Eve. This is the second name that he actually called her. All right, not the first. I thought, hmm, yeah, reading through scripture, what was the first name that he called her? Woman. He act, yeah, he called her woman. <laughs> Which I found also very interesting. It's like, we, we shouldn't call our wives woman. Hey, woman, <laughs> right? I, I, everybody's thinking this way. Everybody's laughing. All right, so anyway, you know, we're going to look up some scripture. It's used only four times in the entire Bible, Eve is. So only four times in the entire Bible. Uh, in Genesis 3, 20, 4, 1, 2 Corinthians 11, 3, and 1 Timothy 2.13. And I thought we might look up those passages. And somebody go ahead and just volunteer to read those passages. Genesis 3.20. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, 3.20. Okay. And then, oops, that's first chapter. Uh, that, yeah. We need to move forward, Sam. And then Genesis 4 1. Okay. <laughs> all right second Corinth yeah that's all I thought well I didn't read that one second Corinthians 11 3 <laughs> okay Jennifer And then the last one here, 1 Timothy 2.13. Okay. So I found it kind of interesting that there were two verses in the Old Testament and two verses in the New Testament that kind of refer back to each other. Those are cross-references, basically. All right, so moving forward. So, woman, which was the first name that he called Eve. All right, so this is actually also kind of a slide that's going to tell us a little bit about some of the different um, slides that we're going to go through in the PowerPoint. Um, first is the rib. It wasn't a bone that was taken from his toes or his feet. It wasn't a bone taken from his skull. So the meaning of 
the rib is that Eve was created to be at his side. So that's pretty profound too because of the fact that we're not, we are the head of the, the, the male is the head of the home, but we're not to be towering over them or, or to, and we're also not to stomp on them. They are equal is basically what the meaning of the Eve being created from the rib of Adam. Now, one of the things that I found interesting, too, um, and I'll have something that's coming up in the slide on the rib. Also, the Hebrew meaning of Eve is woman. So from these first few verses, we know that God set up masculinity and femininity. So it's very profound there in the fact that even though female was created and male was created, we see a world that's getting all mixed up today. And it chokes me up a lot. When it's right there in, Bibli in the first, second chapter of creation on how God has proven and shown that there are two genders. Um, we're going to look at what we know, what we don't know, the details of the curse that occurred, and then also have some questions. So we'll, we'll, let's look first then at the next slide, which is going to be... Um, this here came from another source, and also um, it gave some really interesting information. There's three slides here kind of connected together about how woman is explained. And it, we're going to, I'm not, I'll butcher the, the Hebrew words and things like that. But uh, the word itself of woman means man-ish. Um, and so that's the feminine, femininity side of things. Um, the crossbars of the acacia wood, five of the frames on one side of the tabernacle. So that there, that bullet there, is, is referring to Adam's side in the tabernacle. So... It, the word rib is not found other places, but side actually is in many different locations of the Bible. Um, so, right here, so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deeper sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. And that's green because there's a, on, if you're not going to the next slide, but that's kind of a scientific non-discovery. And how is it that I, I've been studying scientific discoveries in the Bible also. And one of the discoveries that didn't get discovered for many, many years, um, what does that kind of tell you about health surgeries 
do we feel pain? Did Sister England feel pain while her hip was sawed out of her and then a metal one put in its place? Or Marlene's leg pretty much cut off and put a metal knee replacement in? Did they feel pain during that, those surgeries? When was something discovered and what year was it discovered in where man finally discovered that the human being did not have pain while they were asleep? <laughs> All right. Sam, go ahead and click the... Because uh, they're... So, Health science discover, uh, not go forward, move back, and then click. There's a green. Oh, okay. Go ahead and read that. You can see it then on there. Go ahead and read that green print, the note underneath. This is kind of interesting. When was, um, oh, I can't think of the, um, click again, and I'll, I'll be able to see it before it go flashes away. It did flash. Just click on that slide. It, there's a, an animation that comes forward to, that notes on that green text. Oh, look at it in the actual PowerPoint, can you? Sorry. I didn't think about that, but I would have. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, what... what What's used to, uh, or was way back when, to put people to sleep? Yeah, ether. When was I? I remember the year. I can't remember. It worked. Anybody know? Eighteen seventy. So it wasn't discovered that man didn't have pain until eighteen seventy while asleep. When it's right here in. <laughs> yeah, which is another kind of an interesting scientific discovery too is like um, when um, a lot of you know man didn't realize that the the world was round when it when there are verses in the Bible that says that he created the earth and he hang, hang, hung it on nothing, and it says in there spherical. You know, everybody thought the earth was flat and that sort of thing. It, it kind of like, why, you know, why in the world? It just tells you that people weren't reading the Bible, weren't believing in what the words were saying. So anyway, yeah, 19, uh, 1870 is when ether was discovered and that man did not have pain while asleep. But it's right here, the first surgery. So I found that pretty interesting. Um, so anyway, move forward. Um, yeah, it popped forward there for a flash. So the Hebrew word, I already said, it means man-ish. And I'd butcher the name there. Uh, but basically, the woman, man-ish, and the, I'll try to say it, Ishawa is the word for woman. And that's where we get masculinity 
and feminine, man-ish. She was the perfect creation for Adam. All right, so in the last part of the verses, man said, she shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. Not Now would be the perfect time to mention that in the original text, this is the first time in Hebrew word that man appears. Before, Adam was called creature. He created this creature. And then man comes into existence when woman was finally created. So before that, the original always uses the word Adam, okay, to, be, to describe man. And so, but now, after the woman was created, the Hebrew Bible uses the word ish, which is added then to man, which then ishawa, or I think that is hey, as a single syllable, added. And so, here down there at the bottom, more poetic words before the woman entered the picture, the man was not a man, but rather simply a human being. We are separated from the animal kingdom. Is what that's saying. You know, all creatures were created, but we are separate from the animal kingdom. And woman was created at Adam's side to be our equal. kind of irony. <laughs> All right, moving forward. So the Hebrew uh, explained here is coming from Hebrew versity. And so this slide here has got a lot of text on it, um, which is basically explaining... Um, about where the word comes from and how it's being used in the Bible. And here is where it mentions that masculinity and femininity have been created here in the Bible, very, very early in, in the Bible. Um, and there, down there, that last bullet is ish, so man-ish. And so this came actually from um, outside our source or text and things like that. But I, f I found that very interesting where it looked at the Hebrew, actual Hebrew meaning of woman and Eve being mother of all living. So let's move on. Uh, we're going to have a slide on Adam first. And basically what, we're uh, what, what we know. So what do we know about her creation right, that she was created from his rib, something completely different than all other creation, completely different. And she was the last 
created creature. Her temptation and falling along with Adam, her fall along with him. We know Eve was deceived. She did not sin. So verse Genesis uh, 3.13 tells us that she was deceived by Satan, by the serpent. And so that's very different with what Adam's fall, because he was the one who actually sinned, not Eve. A lot of people think and say, well, Eve sinned. No, she did not. She was deceived by the serpent. Where was Adam when Eve ate of the fruit? Where was he? He was standing right there with her. He let her do it. He knew what God's command was. And then he fell along with her. So, what is their humiliation? What happened after they became like God? As Satan said, they would know, you know, good and evil. What happened? What was their humiliation? What did they do immediately? Hmm? Yeah, fig leaves. (laughs) At first, (laughs) they hid. And could they hide from God? No. He was in the garden with them. We get the Trinity right there as well. God the Father and Jesus was right there in the Garden of Eden with them. So their humiliation, their eyes were open and they realized they were naked. And so they made fig leaves to cover themselves. So her, her expectation... The subsequent hope that she clung to, this is very interesting. I hadn't actually, this was kind of something that I learned while I was reading. Eve actually held on to a hope that her fall, okay, her deception that she clung to is that her seed would actually be from the lineage all the way to Jesus. And there, there's passages that talk about how she clung to this hope that because she fell and she was um, exiled from the garden just like Adam. And she received a curse, and so did Adam, and so did the serpent. So... Her expectation right here, we're going to, if we look up Genesis 3.15, 4.1, and 25. These are some very interesting verses. Would somebody do that? Or about three of you? Okay. All right. (laughs) 3.15. And then 
4.1. I'll talk about that one. Anybody want to pick up Genesis 4.1? Okay. There's her hope. And then the next one. So it's, it's thought by biblical scholars that she actually realized that her hope that she held on to is that she would actually, her lineage would conceive the Savior of the world. She had to hold on to that. And, and, and so there are passages that kind of, I'm very, you know, worshipful that I can produce man. And, and so it, it was very, when I was reading it, I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. So, so profound that, I mean, Eve was incredibly intelligent. One of the, Adam and Eve were the most, most, have been speculated to be the most intelligent human beings ever on earth. And, they suffered a curse. We all suffer from that sin, the fall of Adam, not Eve. So let's move on to the next slide. So what we know about her. So what we don't know, we don't really know that she was extremely beautiful, like the first paragraph in the chapter says. It's speculated, of course. Why wouldn't it be? So... You know, her physical description is not there. How many children did she have? Who was Cain's wife or Adam's wife? Or not Adam's wife, uh, Abel's wife. Right? Who were their wives? Well, Cain killed Abel, right? <laughs> Yeah, right. Did he ever? That's not in there either. Right? There's so many things that are not in these early passages that dis, you know describe her or how many children she had. You know, so we only know of that she had three children. <laughs> that is in scripture, but obviously, you know, fill the earth and subdue it is there. So how much she fully understood about her perpetual hope. We don't know for sure, but what was her expectation? So her perpetual hope was that her seed would eventually lead to the lineage of Jesus, and it did. Because it came through Seth. All right, moving on. So the details of the curse, there are lots of words up here. I found it interesting that the, the chapter said that the, the, the serpent actually received the worst curse. We all probably know, you know, you shall crawl on your belly <laughs> for all your days. 
So the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, deceived Eve and caused Adam to sin, is what that's meaning, you are cursed more than all cattle. So in other words, the serpent itself, even the animal kingdom, received the curse. They all die as well. So no creation can escape the curse. Not even Satan. Because we just read a verse about how he, meaning Jesus, will bruise your head. So Jesus is the one stepping on the serpent. And the serpent, Satan, who is a very powerful being, and we know that he fell before the Garden of Eden because the serpent is controlled by Satan. That's why it talks and that sort of thing and has legs. But God showed that he is more powerful than Satan by removing the legs of the serpent and they slither across the ground. And one of the most feared animals by both man and woman are snakes. I will put iniquity between you and the serpent. The you there refers to Eve. Try holding a a rubber snake up to your wife. (laughs) You might sleep on the couch at night. (laughs) Right? The fear is still there today. I will put iniquity between you and the serpent. You know, even lizards and that sort of thing are also fearful. So Eve's curse a little bit. So we know that Satan doesn't win. All right, so Eve's curse, what was her curse? She shall have pain during delivery of man. Poor woman. So that was part of her curse, that she shall receive pain during childbirth. So, and then there's some ver- there's a verse. So the Lord God said to the serpent, oh, sorry, Genesis 3.16, to the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception in pain. You shall bring forth children. So your desire also shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. So there is a profound verse. Even though she is our equal, God expects basically women to be submissive to their husbands. But we are not to tower over them. We are not to stomp on them. Well, that's what the books that's what the book said. I know. Well, in my opinion, I think I know. I, I thought, well, you know, because if you start let's move on to Adam's curse, because I think his I kind of disagreed with the textbook there, uh, the book, and the fact no, I th- I think Adam's curse is the worst because listen I mean because there there's multiple aspects of it. So then to Adam he said so here. God's talking to the serpent. He's also talking to the woman. And he's also talking to Adam. All right? And and so you can see that Adam's last here. He leaves the worst, I think, for the last. 
in my opinion. We all still suffer from Adam's sin. Then to Adam he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife. In other words, you followed what, she's, you followed what she did. She said, here, take this. It, it, it tastes good. Your eyes will be opened. And when God, when God had already said, you shall not eat of the tree of good and evil. He'd been told that. He knew that. He knew that before Eve was created. And yet he fell. And so we have all received Adam's curse, both man and woman. So I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. How easy is it to grow gardens these days? <laughs> if you leave them unkept, what happens? <laughs> Weeds, <laughs> right? The fruit doesn't appear if you don't water it. We have to toil from the earth to be able to grow what we need for nourishment. And Farmers, I, I, you know, what do they have to do for their fields? And what do they have to do for their cattle and their, their hogs and things like that? They have to toil for them, too, because they have to, because a lot, they're vegetarian. You know, they eat the grass of the earth, hay. And so, therefore, the toil is coming even for cattle production and pigs. And it, it's not easy. It's a lot of hard work. So, both thorns and thistles, it shall bring forth for you. So, in other words, God said, you're going to have weeds. <laughs> and you're going to toil, and you're going to work hard. He had it made, being in the garden. Everything was perfect. Everything grew, didn't have to water it, didn't have to weed it. Why did he mess up? <laughs> And then one of the last things, for out of it you were taken. So what is that? What is, out of it you were taken. Out of the earth. You were made from dirt, and you're going to return to dirt. <laughs> yeah. So I think Adam received the worst curse. All right, moving on. I, I yeah I think everything was, all animals everything was, was were vegetarian. There was no meat eating at the time. No eating of flesh. Yes. <laughs> all right. So moving on. All right. Questions. I picked just a few, and the last one is also kind of uh, at the end of the chapter. Um, so we've kind of covered, you know, some of these questions, and I kind of did this on purpose to cover the questions that I picked. 
So what do we know about Eve from Scripture? Kind of reviewing back over. Last created being. You know? That we don't know how beautiful she was. You know, we don't know her physical description. What we don't know, right? We don't know certain things about her. We don't know how much she knew about the fall. I mean, she obviously suffered from the fall. She was kicked out of the garden as well. I'm sure uh, Adam had a difficult first night. Yeah, I yeah, mine too. Mine too. When I, I, I thought, yeah, I've never heard that before. It's interesting. You know, from those statements, we, I guess you get that. But I, I don't know how much she knew about. Right. There is no. We don't know how. Because we don't have any information that God said. You know, there will be right a day of redemption. You know. Yeah, because. Yeah, it's. You know, Old Testament, and it's like the New Testament is, but Jesus was already there too. So yeah, I mean, it's like how much was she aware of on what was happening and why was it happening? Um, So identify four main truths that we can draw from the, the way in which Eve was created. I thought that was an interesting question. She was created from his rib. She was the last created being before God rested. Which means she was also created from dust, not dirt. Right. Right. Yeah, that yeah. Meg pointed that out too to me. There was a book she read. Um what was that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before the garden. That's significant. I, yeah. Yeah, who are the hunters, right? Is what I th- I think of in that. Who who goes out and you know kills the elk or yeah and goes out and hunts? It's not the women. Who goes fishing? Not the women, you know. Right. Um, I got into a kind of a tangent, um, and, and I think it goes along with this. 
is that women is, are, is, are known to be the weaker vessel. So they were created in a perfect, perfect place, something that was comfortable for them. And Adam messed it all up, got her kicked out of her home. I thought, hmm. <laughs> so anyway, that... <laughs> How many of you have heard? Yeah. yeah. So Adam was created as a rough draft, and Eve was created as a masterpiece. was woman created to be subordinate yet equal? We can look up some verses here too. In 1 Corinthians 11, 3 through 9, and, uh, w- but we're running out of time. Uh, I could, we could maybe pass out or put out on the public page for uh, the PowerPoints. Um, and then what four things did Satan promise to Eve if she would eat the fruit that had been for- forbidden? You shall not die. Yeah. You will know you will be like God. You will know all things. Right? And then what was it like when the first when 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 she became first to become a mother? I was gonna ask this. This is for the, the gals, guys. <laughs> What was it like for you to become, for the first time, a mother? Anybody want to comment on that? Very special. Yeah. Anybody else? Any other? What was it like to become a mother for the first time? Yeah. 
And that's where I think she's starting to realize that perpetual hope. You know, she thought back about Cain being, you know, and then it's like, oh, okay, maybe there is hope. There's still hope that through my ability for creation that a Savior will come and remove the curse. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was kind of an interesting question um, to ask. And then one of the last ones, in what ways are women to work with men to have dominion over creation and subdue it? So are we the only ones supposed to be in the garden? (laughs) You know, these days. (laughs) We all have to work hard to survive, I think. You know, I thought the, you know, the dominion over, you know, in there's a passage that says you shall be, have dominion over all creation. So, you know, the animal rights activists and all that kind of a thing comes to my mind on that. It's like, you know, sorry. <laughs> God gave us <laughs> the ability. And, and I'm not sure what passage in the Bible where uh, it, it had something, uh, let me see. The blanket, I remember the passage about the blanket, the the vision Peter had about the animals and things like that, where God said, you, you, not just the unclean, but you can, that sort of a thing, where carn, you know, being able to eat animals came into existence. Mm-hmm. And now, and here recently, I, I read about a list of there are certain animals that we are not supposed to consume, uh, like like uh, ostrich. I think is one. I, there was a listing of animals that we are not supposed to eat, um, and certain um, animals are I I don't think meant for human consumption. It may and it makes sense, um, but you asked about being you know. Vegetarian, and I think Adam and Eve definitely were. Um, and, and I remember a video one time that we watched from Answers in Genesis. Um, um, it showed a great white shark and two hooks, two really big hooks. One hook had a big chunk of tuna on it, and another chunk, or another hook had a big chunk of kelp on it. And they showed this great white shark coming to eat, and which hook, which, and and this is modern day video. Which meal did the great white shark choose to to take? Like two or three times in a row, he took huge chunks out of it. The kelp. Even today. And, and I, I'm hearing on advertising on the radios and stuff like that, you know, dog foods and stuff like that, they're coming out, and, you know, your dog wants vegetables also. Yeah. 
I remember Meg's mom feeding the poodles. They love lettuce. I mean, they'd t- she'd toss a piece of lettuce out there, and they'd just gobble up a lot of lettuce. So, yeah, we were supposed to have dominion over all creation. And I thought that was a pretty profound ending question in chapter 1. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't... Right, we're not supposed to just destroy it and pollute the earth and all that. And yeah, I agree. I totally agree. We're supposed to subdue it. And he's not. He didn't say destroy it. Yeah. Yeah. They do take it to an extreme. I agree. Right. <laughs> right, and a third of the angels fell with him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. We. That's something we don't know. Right. Why wouldn't she? Yeah. <laughs> but that's all I have the, the question slide is the last one so, so it, it's it was an interesting chapter read of 26 pages and there were like 30 or 40 questions and I only picked like 5 or 6 of them from that chapter I mean it's just question after question and, and that sort of thing and I, I read several of them I didn't read all of them and count them but yeah, the there were even more interesting ones. I thought just don't have time in the forty. You know, you're going fifty minutes now, but but it was good. It was a good study on her, and I picked her. And Brent and I have been throwing around for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, I got well, not because he asked me, you know, about Wednesday, uh, not this last Wednesday, but the Wednesday before last. And it's like, yeah, I've got Mary all mapped out and ready. <laughs> So, yeah. Hmm? I picked Eve. I, I was just teasing him and saying, I got Mary already. <laughs> I, I know she's one of them. And I think both Mary Magdalene and Mary, Mother of Jesus, I think, are both in this study. So it's it's basically a study. Sarah is in there, too. I'm not sure who's going to be next. But And then I, I asked Brent, I said, are we going to have time for prayer? <laughs> and then he said, well, here, I've got it. Uh, the material, can you get it ready by Sunday? <laughs> I thought, okay, so I rushed, and then, then we wound up canceling on Sunday night. So I've been ready for a little bit. So it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Definitely enjoyed it. And hopefully you all did too. Well, I, I, and, you know, again, I, I don't know very clearly, but you, know, you kind of are what one feels like is there. Did this start with Eve, or did this start with Eve? Ju- I picked her, but she was listed first, and I, I yeah. kind of... I, I don't know either.
But yeah, yeah, Sam, if you can put that out on the Facebook page, that PowerPoint to share with everyone.